0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 29 of the Holding Court podcast. We have an exciting one this week. We are talking about what the heck is going on with the Robin Hood app. We'll also give our thoughts on the Tiger Woods documentary, a suggestion for something to watch on Hulu, and we'll talk about the loss of the great Larry King. All coming up right now on Holding Court. Boom. Are you busy? I see you texting over there. Are you ready?
1: Texting away. Sorry. (laughs) I'll wrap that up.
0: Anything we should hear about?
1: I was discussing baby names with... (laughs) not with you (laughs) with the striplings with Ross with Ross oh
0: okay I know not with me
1: he's in between two names right now I don't want to reveal it they they need to reveal the name but
0: I would hope you wouldn't reveal his baby name of course
1: not of course not
0: isn't that what happened on friends I think Rachel said well no she actually ended up naming her baby that Emma but I think there was something about a stolen baby name people are weird about that Mm -hmm. I actually mentioned a name to my friend well my friend i'm i guess i'm talking to the masses but my friend and it's a relative's name and then it ended up she's like oh i'm naming my daughter that and i was like wait what really? okay i mean sure take it it's fine i'll think of something else but <laughs> <laughs> you don't like keep them like a lot of girls keep um their baby names in a like a note on their phone because they'll think of one and then like Christy has like 30 names really just ready to go at any moment that seems like it. Would In case just, she just needs to name a baby
1: <laughs> I mean 30 names seems like it would be more stressful than you yeah know, you might as well get the they, book at the check
0: stand at the grocery store yeah I don't know it's oh a lot goodness. and That's, it's uh, I don't know
1: I thought you were going to talk about your brother's dog
0: <laughs> oh uh, yeah my brother did name his dog after my grandma Pearl yeah. Which I do love that name, but that's off the table now. Yeah, I can't name it. a child after.
1: For Pearl the Retriever.
0: The Golden Retriever. I don't know. How does that work? I guess they couldn't name a kid Rigby at this point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that. Cross that one. Moonshine's off, off, off the table. No, one's naming, no one we know is naming their daughter Moonshine, I guess.
0: Although I come from a long line of Tennessee hillbillies, so that would work.
1: Yeah, don't you have some stories, like bootlegger stories and stuff?
0: Yeah, another day. We have a lot to talk about. But anyways, yeah, people are savage with the baby names. But I, yeah, I'm not naming a baby. (laughs) (laughs) In conclusion, I'm not naming a baby. Not our baby. You should actually ask the stripling, Mr. Stripling, Ross, (laughs) His thoughts and his advice on this Robin Hood debacle that's going on.
1: I know. But you know what? He's such a like, I I feel like he's such a prominent figure now (laughs) in the like finance world. Like everyone knows him. He probably got so many texts and questions and asked to go on so many things a day. And I'd rather just be his friend and not
0: Oh, bring him and on the help show, him, name you know? his baby. yeah, i'd I'd rather <laughs> help him with the more difficult
1: decisions in life, like what is he gonna name his kid?
0: I mean, I care about the baby, but I also need some Robin Hood advice. So I downloaded for those of you that don't have this app, I
1: think everyone has. Where it now. have you
0: been? is my first <laughs> question. So Robin Hood is, which I actually thought about the name Robin Hood, and Robin Hood would steal from the rich and give to the poor, yeah. And so now this whole debacle, I know I was on a long walk today and I was like, Robin Hood, I get why they named it that. I don't <laughs> know why I never thought about it before. Yeah, Just, just thought of men in tights before. The but, tweet that's
1: going around, let the people trade. Oh, is
0: that what it is? <laughs>
1: I think that was one of their first tweets. It's or a something. lot.
0: So Robin Hood is a stock trading app. It's very simple, very accessible. So it's very gen, what are we in? Q? I don't know very like millennial like trendy i think a lot of there was a lot of boredom happening a lot of of nothing was going on so people couldn't bet on sports and you were saying you think a lot of people put money into the robin hood app as kind of like a substitution for sports betting
1: well that's actually what mr stripling oh that's a rossism i I was like when i was thinking about doing it i was like hey man what do you got on this robin hood thing and he's like actually some people believe it's kind of saving the okay. stock market because the gamblers can't bet on sports. There's no sports. So everyone's betting in this Robinhood app. What a
0: brilliant man. I knew yeah. it, you had told me that. I didn't genius. know it came from Ross. I want to make sure we give credit to him. But yeah, so you can go on there and I love McDonald's. So I can go on there and you can buy McDonald's stock. You can get 10, you can get portions of a of a share. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So I hope that someone that does is not listening and correcting me. I actually, when you sign up, you can refer someone. This is not a Robinhood ad, it's far from it. But when you refer someone, like, I think I sent the app to you. And so when you signed up, we each got one free $5 stock. Pretty sure that's what, a share. One share. One share. (laughs) One singular share. And mine was this company I don't even want to share what it is because it just went wild. And my $5 just went straight to the moon. and It I, wasn't GameStop. <laughs> I, it was not. It was not dogs. What is it? Stonks. What's that thing? Bit, dog coin. Doge coin.
1: <laughs> She's I, an avid,
0: <laughs>
1: avid no, Robin Hooder. Bitcoin?
0: No, they made a new coin oh, after that man, dog meme. Well, see, name. now you're
1: going, I don't even know.
0: I'm going to show this to you. So it's this dog meme and it's like Dogecoin or something. Look at this, they made their own currency today. Oh, this,
1: this just happened today.
0: Look, to the moon and it's a little dog. Oh wow. I don't know, cause like Bitcoin oh. is a thing which I still don't even understand that. And so they decided to just create their own currency. They, I'm talking about this Reddit. So I guess there's a Wall Street, what is it? Wall Street Reddit or something. Yeah, It's some Reddit thread. And everyone just decided to spread the word. And I guess everyone bought GameStop and AMC and all that jazz. I have no idea. There's a little bit
1: more depth to it than that.
0: (laughs) I want, (laughs) I'm trying to keep it simple. I think Robinhood is great. I think they're going to have a little explaining to do for blocking some action today with, with GameStop. I really don't know a lot about it. I need, I got you that book finance for dummies for Christmas (laughs) last year. I'm still a dummy, but (laughs) I need to, I don't, I don't
1: understand it enough to be able to talk about it freely. This is where, you know, Ross would be a good guest to have on today, but, um,
0: Instead, he's picking out baby names. But no, so you can keep it simple. I have my McDee stock. I have, I got a few freebies because I just kept referring people because if it's free, it's for me. So I just kept sending it to friends. And then they kind of have suggestions on here, but it's fun. You can see Netflix or Disney. And my friend did Peloton and had some success with that. So it's kind of fun. Don't get out of control. If you can't stop, you have a problem. It's like at the casino they have the little flyers at the ATM. It's like, if you are back at the ATM for the fourth time, take this flyer. But anyways, that's kind of the hip happening jive that's going on in on the world Robin today. No. They said like 50% of people that have Robinhood bought into GameStop.
1: Yeah, 50% of the users have some type of share on GameStop. So... It's pretty crazy. I I don't know. Um, Alex Wood actually retweeted a whole thing about it tonight, basically breaking down what it means um, to short stocks and short squeezes. And there's a whole bunch of lingo that you have to read up on. um, And you'd probably get a better sense for for what it all means than me trying to explain it to you because I'm good at baseball. Yeah, don't take it from us
0: (laughs) (laughs) at all. Uh, what else is going on? Super Bowl is set. That's pretty thrilling. I'm actually just happy the Packers are out. I could give a I care know. less. I, I think the NFL is... I almost said a bad word. Um, showing much excitement in their pants for... <laughs> oh, yeah. You can say it. For the fact that it's Brady and Mahomes. I've, you can't write a better like matchup, right? I mean, they have to be pretty thrilled about this. I know it's Tampa Bay, it's not Patriots little smaller market, but they have to be kind of excited about that. You know, you're shaking your head. Well,
1: I just <laughs> I don't I guess state my true opinions because I know how much hatred you have for the Packers and how much you love the bears. You wanted but it
0: to not, you wanted it to be Aaron. Rodgers. No,
1: but I would say that I, I think <laughs> it would be just as exciting of a super bowl. If it was Rogers versus Mahomes. obviously Brady and the whole story of him leaving new England and going to Tampa and in the first year taking the super bowl is awesome. The fact that he's going to his 10th super bowl is just mind blowing to me. Yeah. I, have been trying to find this information and maybe someone can look it up for us because I can't find it anywhere. I want to know how many football players in the NFL have played 10 years in the NFL. I mean, this guy's been to 10 Super Bowls Yeah, and there's the list can't be very long for a number of NFL players that have actually played 10 years. And most of them are probably quarterbacks. So, uh, it's just unbelievable. I, I'm not a big patriot fan obviously because i'm a dolphin fan um so i yeah, was never, say i was never that happy for all of his success but <laughs> i will say tom brady is the goat i mean he's incredible and in what he's doing in tampa and going back and 10 super bowls and everything he's accomplished is pretty amazing now granted he's on a really 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 good team there's a lot of people around him that are really good I know. Uh, I think
0: everyone made it seem like he went there and waved a magic wand and then suddenly they were Super Bowl bound, which kind of discredits the rest of the team.
1: He's got a lot of weapons and and they're really good, but he is known for his leadership and what he does in the locker room and and helping guys, you know, see the big picture and, and making sure guys are continuously believing. And, you know, here they are in another Super Bowl with a chance to win another ring and just add on to his legacy.
0: I'm excited for Super Bowl squares. I don't know if you guys do these, but I haven't even been invited to any yet, but I'm just excited for them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's your range? What's your range you like to be at? Because I know I know you hit one of these Super Bowl squares. With that was a, a big one. A couple of years ago and a big one. I still think about and that. I think this just added to your gambling addiction, but um, what's your range, what, your Super Bowl squares? Do you like a $1, $5, $10, $20? Oh, square, the buy per, per square. Per oh, you square. got,
0: you got to go big. I'm a gambler. I don't know if everyone knows about my gambling love. <laughs> <laughs> I hide it. <laughs> I'm not, not ashamed of it. I just not don't. For me. <laughs> my friends that have seen me in the zone. I've talked about it. I'm sure on here, my friends that have seen me in the casino. It's a, I need a name for who that person is.
1: Well, you're the person that no matter what machine you go sit down on, you find a way to hit a jackpot. So when you continuously keep winning on all these slot machines, like, is it gambling if you keep winning? Like, no, you're a gambler if you lose.
0: (laughs) So the best advice you told me, in addition to if you're thirsty, it's too late, you're dehydrated in life but
1: <laughs> Julie Max Cal State Fullerton trainer.
0: Is that really what it's from? I tell well, before I go wine tasting with my gals. I always say, remember ladies, if, oh, it's, if you're thirsty, it's too late. We would
1: have like, stu- like <laughs> student athlete, like meetings with our trainers. And that was her thing. That was her stick. If you're thirsty, it's too late.
0: Wow, that's yeah. beautiful. Well, also your advice to me gambling. Cause I am an emotional gambler. My poker face is not very good. I don't play poker, but if I'm Terrible. losing, you want
1: to play poker with her.
0: If I'm losing, I'm like the sky is falling. I don't like it. And <laughs> you told me that whatever money you go to the casino with, just in your mind, you pretty much just lit that on fire. It's like giving a loan. Like don't ever expect to get a loan back. Like if you loan someone money, just burn it. And <laughs>
1: I mean, I think most loans you expect to get. Like your
0: you money loan back. a f- a bum friend money that like. I mean, you're kind of like, eh, if they pay me back, but like, do you ever really? Would you be able to call a friend and be like, "Hey, remember that thousand dollars that?" I you don't owe know. Me? I, I no, mean, <laughs> no, I'm not
1: good at that stuff. But I think that you remember that <laughs> the next time they try to ask for your money or
0: something. I don't know. Okay, so I wouldn't.
1: I I don't know if I would go as far as rule? saying it's like a loan, but it's just you're. you're I mean, the,
0: not a home loan. They'll find you. They'll come. Yeah. Like.
1: I just think you Dog take the, bounty you, take we'll the you take, take the amount of money that you're out? comfortable with knowing that you're going to lose. And that way you don't beat yourself up when you lose and leave your ATM card at home. What? Well, if you go in saying, no, okay, I'm, I'm okay. Sense. I'm okay tonight if I lose 200 bucks. So I'm going to take 200 bucks in there, but you bring your ATM card, then what's the point? Like you're just going to go back to the ATM and get more money out and then you lose whatever that money is. And then you're really going to be pissed off. That so, makes
0: sense. I like my trick at the blackjack table when I'm up and I, I just put my buy-in in and my fanny pack and then everything that's on the table is just a plus.
1: Yeah, playing with house money then. That's a good way to do it. The problem is when I sit down at blackjack tables, it's it's hard for me to uh, even get ahead. I just start losing right away and then I never get to put that money back No, in.
0: I feel like you do well. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short.
1: You know what I need? I need, I need Mr. Hunjin Ryu to at the table with me cutting the cards because when he cuts the cards i win
0: or when we don't play at the same table when i send you That's off true. across the casino you're I feel like, like the
1: opposite of a rabbit's foot for me
0: <laughs> yikes i don't even I, where did we start what were we even talking about
1: <laughs> Gambling? oh the super bowl super bowl super squares bowl,
0: yeah. yes i think i do the best on super bowl squares when i do not pick them Because normally people will sell them for their kids' little league or whatever. I think some of your cousins did them and your dad's bought a squares before. I just say, like, plop me on there and that's the only time I've won. I don't think I've ever picked. You picked mine when I won. Mm -hmm. Someone was selling them to you when you were golfing and you just plopped my name on there. So I just need to not do it and then my luck flourishes. That was a big win.
1: Well, there's no strategy to it because there's no numbers on the board. You just... Start writing your name in squares. and
0: Oh, on that one, there's no numbers? They add them later? Yeah,
1: once the once the squares are all feel, filled up, right? And then they pull the numbers and put them out because you, then you don't want guys going around picking what numbers they want.
0: Oh, I didn't know that because the ones yeah, that I've it's always totally seen. Random. No, yeah, it's totally random. I know, but the ones that you buy for like Little League, they'll say like, what numbers do you want? Like the smaller, I mean, those are like $5. I don't bucks.
1: know. Usually the numbers are there, but they cover them they tape them up so oh, you're see, blindly maybe picking I'd, your squares and they take the tape off and then the number oh work, no I've so. seen
0: people scout it but then we had like the yeah super but then bowl everyone that,
1: would pick like 1-1 one, one or 7-1 don't one forget or, that
0: safety that started off the super bowl like six years ago <laughs> that really rocked everyone did you bet squares. on that? did
1: you bet on that one No. <laughs> that would have been a big payout first score in the super bowl a safety oof the odds on that
0: I know I remember that really like messed up the spread or whatever oh yeah anyways <laughs> <laughs> Got me all hot and bothered under my shirt talking about gambling. <laughs> yeah, um,
1: you know what's going to happen now, everyone? As soon as this podcast is over, Courtney's going to be like, let's go to Morongo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't give up my secret spot.
1: I mean, um, <laughs> Pachanga.
0: <laughs> it's Pachanga.
1: <laughs> Whatever.
0: They don't have a hotel, You can, I don't think. Right? Isn't that the one that doesn't have the hotel?
1: It's macula. I don't think there's a hotel there
0: yeah they got to get a hotel that sweetens the deal all right anyways what have we been up to we watched (laughs) we watched quite a few tv shows since we last chatted
1: we always watch tv shows
0: that's our nightly kind of wind down it's normally my housewives and my game shows but we did watch the tiger woods documentary on hbo max
1: oh man
0: was it on hbo max did i lie was it on netflix One of the, I feel like everyone has all of them now. Everyone thought getting rid of their cable they would save money, and then now we have seven hundred different subscriptions. So it's on something.
1: It's on Apple TV (laughs) on one of the apps. Yeah, (laughs) one of those
0: things. How did you feel about it?
1: Yeah, it's it's tough to watch. I mean, I think the first thing that we said to each other was, "Wow!" Like he obviously had nothing to do with this documentary. I know it was coming out, which I didn't
0: know that when we first when we saw it on there as an option to watch and then I'm like, Oh, it's very, Yeah, evident. I didn't know what we, I no what we were getting into. I had no idea what we were getting into. I was the, like, Oh cool. A like the Jordan one obviously yeah. had a huge role in that. Yeah. I mean, seeing the whole story, seeing, I don't know. It just brought me back. I remember when Tiger Woods mania happened, which I feel like was kind of simultaneous with happy Gilmore coming out. I remember going to Kmart and like getting a little golf set and it just got everyone really excited about golf. Is that accurate?
1: Is it about the same time?
0: Yeah, I think Happy Gilmore was like 1996, and then oh, yeah. I was just reading a bunch of stuff, and yeah, Tiger won. Let's see, he won the Masters in '97. I feel like that was a golf time. You didn't feel? I mean, everyone had like those big dog shirts with like <laughs> golf phrases on them, <laughs> and
1: no, yeah. I feel I, like you
0: have this look right now where you're looking at me like I am a. Either I have something on my face or I'm a crazy person.
1: No, I just never. (laughs) Did you not
0: feel Tiger Woods mania?
1: No, I just never (laughs) like correlated Happy Gilmore with when Tiger Woods was big. And uh, I didn't even think about that. That's, That's crazy because obviously Happy Gilmore brought a lot of attention to golf, but Tiger brought even more attention at the time and when he won the masters his first year and just I feel made, like I
0: just minimized Tiger Woods and what he did for the sport and I that was not my intention It just made um, me remember golf becoming huge like I feel like we I don't know I I mean I guess it's there's a correlation Happy Gomer brought a lot of new fans into golf but Tiger made it exciting, and it was just crazy to watch him and how young he was, and I feel like you think of golf and it's like an old man sport, and so he really came in and shook it up and was insanely talented, but to see kind of the the behind-the-scenes of his childhood and I know we've talked about this before, and when he was younger, you know, the sole focus was golf, and his dad was like, you're going to be a golfer, and I feel like he decided that out the shoot was like – Tiger, you're going to do this and you're going to be the best. And what did he say? You're going to change the world and this and that. And I remember they had his teacher on there and she said, oh, he you know, expressed to me that he wanted to play other sports. And his dad was like, nope, he's going to play golf. And I feel like that, I don't know, some of that to watch was kind of heartbreaking.
1: Well, one thing I will say is Ed, all the people on there and everything they said about his dad and, and some of the like bad things that he did he did say that he was going to change the game of golf yeah. and not only was golf an old person sport, it was an old white person sport. Yeah. And so when Tiger came in and made that splash and he just kind of just, I mean, he, he, Jackie Robinson, the game of golf, essentially, I mean, he kicked down those doors and, and, you know, made, uh, created a, a bunch of dreams for young kids mm-hmm. and, and his foundation and his organization going out and, and, um, you know reaching out to black communities and getting kids to fall in love with golf i think uh, he did so much for the game and i think that's what made it even harder to watch was everyone had this you know image of tiger on this pedestal <clears> can't do no wrong and then when you see you know the wheels falling off and and his shortcomings it, it's just tough to watch
0: yeah going back to what you said. I th- think it was the Nike ad where he said you know I won the masters and there's still courses in this country where I'm not even allowed to play and that I was like oh my gosh that really hits you and then yeah just to see the excitement and that mania around him of young kids and you know representation and golf and you know someone that looks like you so I don't know that it's like it's tough to like because I feel like the documentary tries to villainize his father, but obviously, you know, their relationship was very complicated, but he did push him and helped, you know, form him into who he was and how successful he was. And obviously with fame and all that, there's always that downside. And I think that this kind of explored that. And yeah, like you said, it was, it was tough to see the, the other side of it, but everyone kind of, you know, built him up and they built him up as this perfect guy. And he even said like, you know, or hinted, like, I don't even know how this happened, you know, like, I'm just (laughs) like, he didn't like the attention or the media and all that. And the perception of him was this kind of like, I don't know, clean cut golfer and good guy. And like, I'm, I'm sure he was, but I think it just, it's impossible to live up to that standard.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, when you're when Tiger's out there and he's winning tournaments and he's the youngest ever and the first black golfer to win all these majors and those adrenaline rushes and those feels of, you know, Sunday wearing his red shirt, chasing down a title, a championship. And that adrenaline rush, I think part of the problem was, you know, he couldn't find that same adrenaline rush away from the golf course. And so then here comes, you know, some of the issues off the course and, I think for me, the the thing I took most out of the documentary was how important balance balances uh, between what you do on the field for me or on the golf course for him, and then what you're doing off the field and finding that balance and finding um, that meaning in everything to where you know you don't have you don't have to make mistakes. I guess I don't I don't know. It's just so hard. He, he Tiger Woods literally could not walk out of his door. Mm -hmm. without being surrounded by people. He never had a moment to himself. So it's just, I don't know, in a way you you kind of feel bad for him, right? Like he literally did not get to experience any single bit of normalcy.
0: There was the part where his ex-girlfriend, who was like heavily featured in this, but she mentioned like the scuba diving, where he Mm -hmm. wanted to go scuba diving to be away from people.
1: Yeah, and that was the only place (laughs) he could go to get quiet and you know silence and be in his thoughts everywhere else he went there was people trying to get a piece of him trying to ask him for an autograph or a picture or, or to do this and that and I, I'm not trying to make any excuses for for anything that he no, did yeah. I just I'm trying to I guess sympathize a little bit for for how hard and how much pressure and how much of a, a burden he probably carried all those years when he was everyone thought it was so great
0: yeah It's always, you know, everyone says, oh, it comes with it. Or, you know, for someone that big of a star, like it obviously that goes hand in hand, like that level of fame. But I just, I feel like, you know, in his mind, he didn't ask for it and didn't want it. But how do you, you know, obviously he's a huge athlete, so it's hard to not, you know, you can't be like, oh, admire me on the field. And then when I leave, like you, yeah. I also (laughs) also
1: got a sense that it wasn't like really in him. It was, he kind of like learned it away from the course when he said they were talking about how his closest friends in Vegas were Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan. And he would go to clubs with them and there would be people all around him and girls all around him. And he would kind of ask like, what do I do? Yeah, it was like not a natural thing. Yeah, it wasn't something that like was in him, I think I, I almost—I don't—I don't know how to say it. It almost was like brought out of him, and and like, I don't know. Maybe if he's not hanging out with Jordan and Barkley, hey. know, maybe I—I I know, I know. I'm just saying, <laughs> I, maybe, maybe he goes down a different path. I don't know.
0: I don't know if you say that, but I mean, yeah, he could have taken up painting not to, off the field. I'm not trying field. to blame anyone
1: else for off the court. keep yeah. saying the
0: field. Yeah, I don't
1: know. It's obviously there's a lot of complicated things that go into it.
0: I just feel like we leave, like we left the Jordan documentary and obviously that one was very different and he was attached to it, but I just didn't feel great leaving this one. I'm glad I watched it, Mm -hmm. but you don't feel great. (laughs) Like you can't feel good after it. Like you're reminded of holy cow, how much he's done in his career and all that. But I don't know. I just, you feel kind of icky after
1: yeah, I think I, I think you try to like look at some of these relationships and some of these people that were involved in the documentary and you just can't help but thinking like, geez, like how much hatred is there between Tiger and these people for them to be okay with doing this documentary? I right? know, I was
0: thinking like who would speak on my documentary of my life? <laughs> like who would come out of the woodwork and chat know. about me? Yeah, I don't know. And then does he watch it? And then is that like frustrating to see? There was the one—it was his dad's friend, right? Where he's like, "Oh gosh, he's not gonna like me talking about this." So I wonder if they still have a relationship. I. It seemed like it was everyone that was almost like six degree. Not, I mean, they were close at one point, but it was not. At, it didn't seem like they were still well, like his one. Though,
1: his caddy was with him, like.
0: Yeah. A long time. Yeah. I
1: don't, I don't know. It's just I don't know. It was tough. You're right. I think you hit it on the head. You like walk away from that, just not feeling. Yeah. You kind of feel like icky about it, and it just it just creates a different perception of of Tiger because, like you said, he had nothing to do with it, obviously, and it paints a a completely different picture than probably what anyone imagined of him, and you know that's tough.
0: Yeah it just his story has so much his like coming into stardom and then obviously all the you know gossip magazine kind of drama that surrounded it and then he has this incredible I guess comeback story would you almost say like in 2019 that was like his big after what was it the back surgeries and everything and his personal life so I feel like his life really has everything that people are drawn to. Yeah. Because people kind of, they they mentioned like, oh, you love to see like, you know, someone fall, like have their fall from grace. Like people are like obsessed with that story. And I remember mm-hmm. when this happened, it was very strange watching it. When they mentioned the story, I was like, oh, I remember exactly where I was. And I like gave the exact month. And you're like, that's crazy. You remember it, but it was such a huge thing. And then, yeah, obviously I feel like mostly everyone is, behind him for his comeback now which is crazy I don't know
1: yeah and I think you know at the end of it they kind of talk about when he came back he learned to enjoy the game more and enjoy the guys he was playing with and and learn how to have fun again in the game and and not just compete every second and and be that that you know tiger vision right where it's just like seeing blood you
0: like roared right there I know <laughs> but he he learned how to
1: have fun, and then I and that kind of made me think of you know the match with him and Phil that they've done, and watching him in that, and it just it was like a different side of Tiger, even though he wasn't all that talkative.
0: Oh, he was still laser. I feel like laser focused. But well, he didn't. He did not
1: want to lose to Phil. No, I'll tell you that on his home course. But like that's something that I don't think Tiger would have ever done before he made this comeback, right? I, I think it's cool to see him finding joy in the game and, and, and loving the game of golf and having fun and being able to joke. Um, I think the best little video clip or meme is, is when he, I don't remember who he was playing with. I'm trying to think. And the guy hits the putt and he sprints over the hole and picks it up. And then tiger makes his, and he sprints over the hole to pick it up, I'm like making oh, yeah. fun of him. I, and I can't remember who the golfer was to save my life, but, Um, like just stuff like that you would have never seen, you know, 10, 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, no, that was very cool. So if you haven't watched it.
1: Oh, you, it's definitely a must
0: watch. Yeah, definitely. And we also watched a, it was a documentary about an illusionist that was suggested.
1: Yeah, it was supposed to be an illusionist, but I, I feel like it was way more.
0: So was it called In and of Itself? Yes. Okay. It's about, I don't even know how to describe it. What's his name? David? Derek.
1: Oh, Derek. Derek.
0: Yeah. It's on Hulu. And I feel like everyone, It. I think it came out this week. So it's Derek Del Gaudio I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. So he is, it's kind of his New York show that he mm-hmm. did like 500 runs of. And it is... And he, even, did,
1: he did like 535 shows in a row, right? Consecutive days. I think yeah, is I what think they so. said.
0: We're not helping people out for what this is about, but <laughs> I don't want to give it away, but you should watch it. It's about an hour and a half. And like, so it's Trisha Roberts, Dave's wife, that recommended it. They said they watched it and she was like, don't like, I don't really know how to describe it. Like it's very slow to start, but like just hop in so enjoy it
1: yeah i mean he's obviously he's a illusionist and a magician but to me it was way more than that and i think you get into the stories and and the way he does it too i mean he just has you like kind of hanging on your seat like waiting to hear the next story so i highly recommend it and it really makes you think it makes you think about i guess i don't want identity identity perception yeah, uh, self perception and how you perceive others, I, th- I think, is
0: so. It says a story reveals the illusion of one's identity. Yeah, um, it says he will wow audiences with his mesmerizing tricks and autobiographical storytelling. That's all I'm gonna tell you. You gotta, <laughs> I'm watch not giving it. you It's much. really
1: cool, and the way he, I guess, continues the show is, is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I agree. Check it out. Everyone, a few people I know were weeping. I didn't, I'm not a crier, so it didn't get It got me. emotional
1: at the end though. Yeah. It did.
0: No, it's definitely emotional. I think um, I'd say 99% of people would cry. I just am missing that part of me <laughs> when I watch shows. <laughs> so let me know if you cry from this.
1: <laughs> well, we we will give you one spoiler. If you think that you see Bill Gates.
0: <laughs> Why are you spoiler alerting? I went through the whole thing thinking that was a bootleg Bill Gates. And, and then, then you after... looked it up and you're like, holy crap, that was Bill Gates. <laughs> you might see Bill Gates. I don't know. You might. Uh, in and of itself.
1: Yeah, it's a good one.
0: Check it out. Yeah, It's not it's...
1: long either. It's, 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 what was it, an hour? Yeah,
0: I said hour and a half. Hour and a half, yeah. I think it's a good one. Um, And with the theme of television, we cannot end this episode without... Mentioning the passing of Larry King this past week. Uh, Such an incredible icon on television and an idol of many. And uh, we had the pleasure of knowing him. And yeah, it's just, that was a tough one. I feel like losing, I feel like we're losing a lot of the greats lately. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of, kind of sad and ready to be out of this funk that it feels like we're all in but yeah, it's
1: like a generation of icons. Yeah. It's just tough. I mean every day you're worried about every day you're worried about waking up and opening up your social media and like who I know. Seeing someone else pop up. But Larry was great. He was awesome to us. I you know, he's he's a fan of two things baseball, the New York Mets and the and the Los Angeles Dodgers. So um and I happened to play for both of them. So I got to meet him and hang out with him a couple of times. He dropped in on, on one of our dinners.
0: He did. We were actually, this wasn't too long ago. I want to say this was two winters ago, probably. So we were at the Palm Steakhouse, which is this iconic, it's been there forever, I feel yeah, like, forever. in Beverly Hills. It has all the drawings on the wall of like celebrities. Like they're, I don't know. You yep. got You gotta look it up, it's cool. But we're in there, and that's that was Larry's spot. And so it's actually funny. I think so, like one of my friends mentioned that they're like, "Oh, Larry King's always in there." I was like, "Oh, that's cool." So we go in, and we're sat to the left at a booth, and it's kind of one of those horseshoe booths. And we're sitting down for I'm not sure what it was. Maybe just it wasn't an date night. <laughs> we got a
1: Lon Rosen got us a yeah
0: we a, had a gift card
1: yeah a gift card to go there and it's like you got to try this steakhouse if Again, you haven't been if, we were like absolutely let's go
0: yeah so we are sitting down and I actually saw like two booths over Larry was there and in his signature like leather jacket mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, you can't miss him and he just made his way over to us and we were about I think we we're about to order
1: yeah and we hadn't he even
0: just sits down and he was like, you have to get the chicken Parmesan. They hammer it out on a plate and it's like as big as the table and it's unbelievable. And I just was probably looking to get, I don't know, a steak, but I was like, chicken Parmesan? <laughs> so mm-hmm. just ordered it and he just sat in our booth and just made himself <laughs> very comfortable. And I mean, obviously you make room for Larry, you have to. And he was like, you know what, Justin? Justin? you met my son and I'll let you tell a little more about that. But it's like, you met my son chance. We got to call chance. And he pulls out his phone, which just happens to be a flip phone, which you, it's like you're looking. It's incredible. I always see uh, there was someone on the show married at first sight that I watched that recently had a flip phone. And I'm like, I'm so envious of you that you have no access to anything and you are like forced to be present and in the moment in all these situations and all you can do is just dial out and take a call and maybe play snake on your phone <laughs> and i was like this is so cool and he was like justin we're gonna call chance and say hello And then he calls his son Chance and he's like, Chance, I have Justin Turner on the line, which sounded just like he was on his show when he called him (laughs) and handed him over to you. And you guys had a chat. And yeah, just such a cool guy. And just I don't know, I feel like I was just in awe to be around him, obviously watched him you know, do so many interviews on his show. I think I saw somewhere he interviewed 60,000 people or did 60,000 interviews, which is insane. And, you know, I feel like reading up about him and just his style and just getting to know his style. I absolutely love that you got a sense that he didn't go into his interviews with prepared questions. And I know we've talked about this. That's Kind of your nightmare when someone just has those cookie cutter questions and they already decide what the interview is going to be before it even starts. Instead of actually listening, and I think that was one of his greatest qualities was he listened during mm. the interview. So he would ask a question, and then the follow up question would be related to the answer, as opposed to "Hi, what's your name? What do you do? Oh, where are you from?" Da 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 da, just kind of going down the line. And I don't know. I think that's something to be admired. I think that's why his interviews were so special because he listened, they were simple, and he wasn't afraid to ask a question that maybe you or I would be uncomfortable asking someone. He would ask those questions.
1: Yeah. I mean, he hit me with those questions when I went on his show in New York, (laughs) the real tough ones, you know, you want, you know what he asked me?
0: I think I remember. <laughs> he asked me. <laughs>
1: he said, can you teach me how to make a whipped cream pie that you put in guy's face after a walk-off win? And he, we were in New York. I was with the Mets. His son, Chance, was younger then, uh, came in, and he did this whole deal, and he interviewed David Wright, and he interviewed R.A. Dickey. He actually had R.A. Dickey give chance a knuckleball lesson and he taught him how to throw r.a dickey's knuckleball in the cage um the dodgers were in town so he had matt kemp on he had don mattingly on and then the very end he brought me out and asked me to teach him how to make a whipped cream (laughs) pie (laughs) everyone's
0: showing their vast (laughs) skill set in baseball and i'm this guy making a whipped cream. Pie. This is,
1: this is, I mean, pretty much sums up my career as a Met. <laughs> I was the whipped cream pie guy. That's not true. You were an
0: incredible utility player. Don't sell yourself short. And
1: <laughs> Larry was fascinated with it and he wanted to learn how to do it. So I brought out the towel. I brought out the ready whip. I circled it up and a big thing. And you're I, like
0: stylizing your delivery. With I was like, cream.
1: I was like, what, what are we going to like? We can't make the pie and not like. Give it to somebody, right? Like I remember
0: watching this thinking, please do not. Cream I, pie, Larry King.
1: I was really, 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 really hoping he wasn't going to say, oh, do it to me. He was like, <laughs> I, that was the last thing. Like, I got in enough trouble for doing it to Johan Santana after his no-hitter. People were furious. <laughs> it was the true. first no-hitter in New York Mets history. And I ran on the field and gave him whipped cream pie, and people were pissed. Like, literally, like, screaming at me, pissed, on Twitter. Like, what are they're you scream, doing? They were in ru- all
0: caps then? All caps.
1: Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm just reading... Well, I'm reading these tweets as if they were screaming at me. Why well, you ruined the no-hitter? He was doing his interview and you... Did- ah, oh, it was bad. Anyways. I think it's fine. He brought his intern... One of his interns out and I... <laughs> by one of his interns on the on the show, but it was great. And that <laughs> night at dinner was awesome. He, I, I didn't know. I thought he was going to order a second meal. He sat down with us and uh, was just shooting. He just you know, puts shooting, in another order. Shooting, and um, you know, we called his son. We called Chance and talked to him a little bit. Yeah. About baseball again, and he he had actually had just brought him to some games earlier that year. Yeah. Um, and you know, Larry, he always sits right. Oh plate. yeah, so, he's the staple. Um, would see him there all the time, and he will certainly be missed by so many people, and and we'll miss seeing him.
0: Yeah, definitely. It was always nice seeing him at games, and I saw him a lot on the road too. He traveled a lot to see you guys, so we'll definitely.
1: Yeah, I made his. I made his my two cents hashtag a few times which was cool i mean he would wrap these things off like boom 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 like 15 a night
0: yeah he would just give his thoughts in the moment so yeah actually
1: you know what he was actually a big advocate for your campaign for the all-star game
0: my I was like, my campaign. Yeah, you ran you <laughs> ran the uh, I did. the vote in campaign and
1: Larry got behind it on his social media and was pushing for votes.
0: I know. I remember your first year with the Dodgers in two thousand fourteen, he tweeted that you were the best reserve player in baseball and I screenshot it and like posted it on my Facebook. I was like his first celebrity fan as a Dodger <laughs> it was just so exciting because he knew baseball very well and so he's obviously very well
1: very very
0: respect to his opinion intuitive. so that meant a lot so yeah definitely yeah. he will be missed and yeah just one of a kind
1: truly one of a kind king's things
0: king's things yeah my two cents yeah I love that all right well I think that is gonna do it for this week it was fun that like we good. talked about a lot of TV.
1: That was like way off the script, though. Just kind of just flowing. We were yeah. all over the map.
0: That's okay. That's we started with Robin Hood, and here we are. Yeah. So Robin
1: Hood, just robbing the hood. I know.
0: Best <laughs> of luck with everyone on their stocks this week. It'll be interesting to see how those pan out.
1: <laughs> we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll get Ask Stripling to come on here and give a five minute debriefing of it
0: yeah every week we'll just do an ass stripling yeah so message me if you want to know what that stock was that i got for free when i first signed up we'll see oh wow (laughs) it's doing very well so i mean people might want to know all right all right we'll talk to you guys bye
1: see ya